0: Hey guys, this is everything missing or Murdered podcast. My name is Andrea. I hope everyone's having a great day today. Um, I'm just doing one case tonight. It is an extremely old case and it it is not solved. I mean, unless, you know, until a police officer comes out and says this is who did it. To me, it's not solved. Um, you can't arrest the suspect or suspects at all because... They're probably no longer alive, which I'm pretty sure none of them are alive, Um, but they should, but we should still talk about, if it ever gets figured out who did it, um, we should still talk about it, and and hopefully by then they'll know the why. I don't know. Elizabeth or Betty Short was born on July 29, 1924 in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. She had four sisters. Two older, um, named Virginia and Dorothea, and the two younger, named Eleonora and Muriel. Her parents were Cleo and Phoebe Short. The family moved out to Medford, Massachusetts in 1926, where Elizabeth ended up growing up. Cleo Short made miniature golf courses. In 1930, he left the family. He parked his car by a bridge to make it look like he had been killed um, or not not been murdered or anything sorry but killed himself made it look like he killed himself which is weird because uh, he pretends to do that phoebe phoebe had to raise all of the kids by herself they lived in salem street a few years go by and cleo writes and asks to be forgiven out of um, but of course she refuses which i don't know how anyone can blame her if my husband did that i would never speak to him again because there's children involved it's messed up And plus he, uh, you know, pretended to be dead. <laughs> so, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but Elizabeth did talk to her dad. Um, he he wrote her back. He Sorry, excuse me. After he wrote the family for forgiveness, she wrote him back. When Elizabeth was 18 in 1942, she moved to California to stay with her dad. They did not get along, though, which... I would assume not because he wasn't really there for her or her sisters. So it wouldn't make sense for them to get along that easily right away at least. She ended up moving out and in January 1943, she got a job as a civilian clerk and camp cook, which was in army camp. She worked until August. At the age of 19, she was arrested for underage drinking in Santa Barbara. She went back to Florida for the winter and moved to Miami Beach and worked as a waitress. She never drank again or smoked. In 1944, Elizabeth met a major, Matthew Gordon, in Miami Beach. They got engaged, but he was killed in a plane crash on August 10, 1945. In 1946, Elizabeth went to L.A. She had an ex-boyfriend that lived there, so she was thinking probably she would be able to, like, stay with him. And his name was Joseph Fickling, but he was out of state. He moved. She stayed at hotels and some friends' houses, um, never really settling down. At this point, she goes to San Diego, and on January 8, 1947, a man named Robert Manley offered to drive her to L.A. They spent the night in a motel, but Robert said that they did not sleep together. The next day, Robert took Elizabeth to Los Angeles bus station. They ended up at another hotel, but he said he left around 6.30 p.m. I'm not really sure why someone who would offer another person a ride and stay with them that long. I feel like you just drop them where they need to go. Um, But maybe he was just worried about her. I'm not sure. But after that, after the 6.30 supposedly time um, that he claimed that he was done talking to her, like saying goodbye or whatever, um, there was quite a few days in between then before um, she was found murdered. that that it's unaccounted for. Like, they have no idea what she was doing during that time. Like, at all that I could find anywhere. On January 15th, 1947, Elizabeth Short was found murdered in the Los Angeles neighborhood of Lamar Park. The person who reported finding her was a mother out for a morning walk with her kid. Can you just imagine going out for a walk anywhere and seeing something like that? Oh my gosh. And then it's just horrible situation the woman who found her thought she was a mannequin at first because of how her body had been posed and this is going to get kind of graphic so i'm just warning you at the time of elizabeth's death she was 22 years old she had been sliced in two at the waist and completely drained of her blood some of her organs such as the intestines had been removed and neatly placed underneath her buttocks there was parts of her thighs that were cut away and her breasts. Her stomach was full of feces, and people think she might have been forced to eat them. Now, I have read this case lots of times, and I don't remember ever seeing that, and I thought that was crazy. I was like, what the heck? Like, I mean, she's already been through a lot, and then that happens. Like, I mean, there's so much. I just can't imagine what she went through. It's horrible. Whoever killed Elizabeth Short sliced each side of her face from the corners of her mouth to her ears they call this the glass the glasgow smile which apparently is what it is it's just like somebody putting a smile on your face and uh yeah it's disturbing um but apparently a long time ago gang members would do that to people in the gang it's like a form of punishment it's weird her body was washed clean too, which is crazy to me, so the police think that she was killed somewhere else and dumped in Layman Park. Well, yeah, that's true. They found a heel print near her body and a cement sack with some blood, um, and it is to be believed that that, is, that bag was used to transport her body to the vacant the vacant lot that she was found in. The Los Angeles Police Department called the FBI for help in this case to figure out who this was they had found. By using their fingerprint database, Elizabeth Short's prints were found pretty quickly because she had applied for a job as a clerk at the commissary of the U.S. Army Camp Cook in California, and then of course when she was arrested in Santa Barbara for underage drinking. Phoebe, Elizabeth's mom, didn't hear about her murder until reporters from the Los Angeles Examiner called her pretending that Elizabeth won a beauty contest, which is crazy to me. They asked her mom a lot of questions about Elizabeth, and then they told her about her death, which I think should have been done by the police because, I mean, they found her fingerprints. They probably figured out where she lived at one point or, like, who her parent. I mean, something like that. I just feel like that's crazy that nobody told her but these crazy examiner people. The media got heavily involved and named her a sexual deviant for more than um for the more they learned about her history. One police report said that this victim knew at least 50 men and had been seen with her before she was killed. She would tease men, I guess. I just she is a victim and the way that she was treated is horrible and all you can do is discredit her. I mean, she was murdered in a horrible way and this is how you treat your vic- you know, victims. It doesn't make sense to me. The media gave her the nickname the Black Dahlia because she liked to wear a lot of sh- uh, sheer black clothing. Some people spread a rumor that Elizabeth was a prostitute and others claimed that she liked to tease men because she was a lesbian. This is a mess. Like, you can't just cause all these rumors without any proof. It's crazy to me. Elizabeth was wanting to be in Hollywood. She moved to LA just six months before she died and worked as a waitress. She had no known acting jobs and her murder was just basically all she was well known for and that's really sad to me. On January 21st, the um, Los Angeles examiner got a call from a person claiming to be the murderer who said he would be sending Elizabeth things in in the mail as proof of his claim. On the 24th, the Los Angeles Examiner got a package with Elizabeth Short's birth certificate, pictures, business cards, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen on the cover. A letter that was pasted together from newspaper and magazine lettering that said, Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers here is Dahlia's belongings letter to follow. All of these things that were sent was wiped down with gasoline. No fingerprints could be found because of that, which is pretty insane to me. They did find a partial fingerprint, but it was too damaged, so it was never analyzed. On the 26th, another letter was sent. This was handwritten, and it said, here it is. Turning in Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m., had my fun at at police black dahlia's avenger this letter had a location the police waited where the location was and the proper time but this person never showed the person sent another letter that was made up of letters cut and pasted from magazines to the examiner that said have changed my mind you would not give me a square deal dahlia killing was justified i just don't understand This is like, they're just, you know, this person, whoever it is, is toying with them. It's crazy. And so, just like the uh, previous letter, guess what it was covered in? Gasoline. No fingerprints were found on this one either. The Los Angeles Police Department interviewed more than 150 possible suspects linked to this murder. They heard more than 60 confessions, but no one... None of them, basically, were, le- were legit. There have been more than 500 confessions since then, and none of them have led to anyone at all being charged, which is messed up to me. As the case went cold, people just thought, hey, maybe Elizabeth Short's murder was a date that went wrong. I mean, I guess, but all that detail or a stranger she ran into and it was the wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. I just don't get that because there's so much detail that went into her murder um the way that this person did it it just seemed very professional and those letters the way that they cut out magazine and newspaper lettering to communicate with the the media and the police i suppose and then going through great lengths in my opinion to not have their fingerprints on something is crazy to me so here are some theories in 1999 a retired lapd detective named steve hodel was going through his dad's belongings when he found two pictures of a woman who looked like elizabeth short now his dad is no longer alive at this point these Um, This Steve Hodel started to look into it. He went and searched through newspaper archives and witness interviews from the case and even filed a Freedom of Information Act to obtain FBI files on the Black Dahlia murder. Steve got a handwriting expert involved to compare samples of his dad's writing to the writing on some of the notes and letters sent to the press. The handwriting expert found a strong possibility that his dad's handwriting matched. But this wasn't conclusive. But I still find that crazy to me. So Elizabeth Short's crime scene photos showed that her body had been cut consistent with a... Hold on, sorry. Sorry, I had to get a drink of water. So, yeah, so the cuts um, matched... It was consistent with a hemocorporectomy, which is a medical procedure that slices the body beneath the lumbar spine. Steve Hodo's dad had been a doctor and attended medical school when this procedure was being taught in the 1930s, so that's something to think about here. Steve looked into his dad's archives at UCLA, finding a folder that had receipts for contracting work on his house. There was a receipt found a few days before Elizabeth was murdered for a large bag of concrete the same size and brand as a concrete bag found near her body. That just cannot be a coincidence. I was in awe of that one. When Steve started to look into all of this, a lot of the investigators from the beginning of this case are no longer alive, but he was able to talk to some of these police officers about the case. He gathered all this evidence and wrote a book in 2003 called Black Dahlia. Avenger, the true story. An LA Times columnist named Steve Lopez requested official police files from the case and found that after the murder, the LAPD had six main suspects and one happened to be George Hodel, Steve Hodel's dad. He was a very sought after suspect because his house was bugged in 1950. So the police could monitor what he did. George Hodel was overheard telling someone, realized there was nothing I could do, but a pillow over her head. And cover her with a blanket. Get a taxi. Expired. 12.59. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they have. Now they may have figured it out. Killed her. I mean, that's just suspicion. I did kill the Black Dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. So he's basically claiming that he killed the Black Dahlia and then his secretary... Uh, it's just crazy. I mean, if the recordings are to believe, be believed, and stuff like that, it's just crazy. Even with all this, the case is still not really closed. Steve Hodel was looked into other murders that his father could possibly be connected to, like he could possibly be a serial killer. I mean, he openly admitted on this recording that he, you know, killed his secretary too for whatever reason. So if we want to go by him knowing that he had a medical background and everything and she was killed, obviously, by somebody that might have known something like that is crazy. In 2004, a man named Stephen R.K., who was the head deputy for the L.A. County's district attorney office at the time, said that if George Hodel was alive, he would have enough to indict him for the murder of Elizabeth Short. And I'm not really sure. In 2017, a British author by the name of Pew Eatwell said that she solved this old case and published what she found in a book called Black Dahlia, Red Rose, The Crime, Corruption, and Cover-Up of America's Greatest Unsolved Murder. She thinks a man named Leslie Dillon killed her. He was who the police considered as the main suspect, but let go. According to Pew, Leslie Dillon, who worked as a bellhop, murdered Elizabeth Short because of a man named Mark Hansen, who was a local nightclub and movie theater owner and worked with Leslie. Mark Hansen was another suspect that they stopped looking into. He was the owner of that address book also. He said that he gave the address book to Elizabeth as a gift, which if that could be possible. Elizabeth was reported. Reported to have stayed with Mark Hansen a few nights at a time, and he was one of the last people to have talked to her on January 8th via phone call. Pew thinks that Mark was in love with Elizabeth and came on to her, but she refused to get intimate or something like that. Then it was to be believed that Mark called Leslie Dillon to take care of her. Leslie had worked before as a mortician's assistant where he could have learned how to drain a body of blood, which is very possible. And an interesting theory. Pew Eatwell found from police records that Leslie Dillon knew some details about this crime that had not been released to the public. One was that Elizabeth had a tattoo of a rose on her thigh, which had been cut out and shoved inside her. And uh, that's insane to me. Leslie claimed to be an aspiring crime writer and told the police he was writing a book about the Dahlia case, which... I could never find it to have happened anywhere. So I thought that was interesting. Despite the Leslie Dillon, um, beside, excuse me, despite this, Leslie Dillon was never charged with a crime. Pew thinks he was released because of Mark Hansen's ties to some of the cops at the LAPD. She thinks the department was corrupt and that could be very possible. It wouldn't be the first time. Pugh found a report by by a man who owned Astor Motel named Henry Hoffman. The Astor Motel was a small 10 cabin facility near the University of Southern California. On January 15, 1947, he opened the door to one of his cabins and found the room covered in blood and fecal matter. In another cabin, he found that someone had left a bundle of women's clothes wrapped up in a brown paper. And that was stained in blood henry hoffman did not report this to the police he just cleaned it up which is odd he was arrested four days before this because he beat his wife and did not want to risk another run-in with the police and i get that but blood is everywhere and you were just going to clean it up and not tell anyone i that makes you look even more guilty pew thinks that the motel is where elizabeth short was killed Some witnesses said that a woman who looked like Elizabeth was seen at the hotel before the murder. And I don't know about this because as pretty as she was, she looks like your average woman back then. So I don't really see how that could have been her. I mean, it could be. It's kind of weird that there was blood everywhere in one room and we need to figure that out. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It could be where her murder, where she was murdered. That's very possible. Her theories on Leslie Dillon have never been proven. Because while everyone involved originally is no longer alive, Pew Eatwell thinks that what she found is to be true and she has solved the case of Elizabeth Short. I don't know who did this. I will say whoever though was a professional. Probably has done this before because of the way that they taunted the police and the way that she was murdered. And I don't know. I mean, they were also smart enough to know to use gasoline and not get their fingerprints found. I do believe somebody knows something i mean I don't want to, I don't want to believe that that they went to their grave without saying anything um but even if nobody ever comes forward about anything, I hope someday some answers come out about this case because it's it's it needs to be solved. I mean, those two theories that I told you are pretty on the nose. I don't know if I really agree with the Hanson one. I mean, I guess it's possible, but the George Hodel one, I'm like, goodness, that, that definitely probably, I mean, I don't, can't really accuse him because I don't really have proof that he did it, but it's something to think about, I think. And there were so many suspect like people that were like, "Oh, it was definitely this person. It was definitely that person. It's crazy. I don't want to get into too many of them because I thought it was insane to just go around saying all these people um, But they even had some celebrities <laughs> that uh, that they thought might have killed her. like Orson Wells might have been involved. And I, I had to look at that twice. I was like, Orson Wells is a suspect." um. I guess because he beat up some mannequins a few months before Elizabeth Short was (laughs) killed. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. And apparently, um, so you know how like Elizabeth Short said that she was interested in acting and wanting to try out? Well, apparently she sent a letter home to her older sister, Virginia, claiming that, She had a movie director who was going to give her a screen test. So that's why they're like, okay, maybe it was Orson Welles. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. He's never been named as a suspect, so I can't say that he had anything to do with it. And then there was Bugsy Siegel. They think that that he might have been involved, even though I don't even think they ran in the same circles. Um... But, uh, like, Mickey Cullen, like, they thought all of that. And I was just like, okay, I don't know. But the two that I listed are definitely good candidates. Um, I don't – I still don't know if Mark Hansen did it. I I don't know. That one sounds less likely than the George Hodel one. But anything is possible. And I just – I don't normally like um, theories. I normally don't get into it. Because I think it's – I don't know if it helps or hurts the case more often than, you know, I just don't know if it really helps. I mean, some of them are just out there. That's why I didn't really name them all. Because I'm like, what the heck? Like, you can't just – just because this person's a doctor, you can't just say that person did it because he's a doctor and he lived a block from where she she was found. I mean, he didn't even – The only reason why they thought that this doctor was involved was because his daughter, well, not only did he live a block from where she was found, but his daughter was friends with her um, older sister, Virginia, and was in her um, wedding. But there was no evidence that this doctor ever met Elizabeth Short. So I, I don't know. You can't just say that that guy had anything to do with what happened to her. They didn't even know each other, supposedly. Just because his daughter is friends with Virginia does not mean that Elizabeth knew her. You know. And then there were some theories that her dad had something to do with it. I don't really know. I don't think so. Um, he didn't um, He didn't want to claim her body or anything like that. He didn't want to like, look and identify her. He also didn't go to her funeral. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he had anything to do with her death. So. You can, like I said, you just can't go accusing people without any proof. Um, and that's basically everything I have. Um, I I really wish cases like this were solved. I know you probably think, well, maybe it definitely was because of all that I'm saying. I, I don't know. I'm not a detective, so I'm not going to say this person did it or that person did it. Um, but it's horrible what happened to her. And I apologize for the graphicness of it. I normally don't have graphic stuff like that talking about it in here. But um, I think that this case is just as important as all the other ones that I do or hear about uh, because she deserves justice and she may never get it arrest wise but at least somebody can hear her voice and know what happened to her. And the biggest thing, it's not just the who or the why, it's What happened between January 8th and January 15th? If she was even killed on the 15th. We don't even know exactly when she was killed. But So we don't really know how many days it was before she died. Um, But that's the biggest question to me. Is like, not just the who, not the why. But what was she doing between January 8th and the 15th? If we're going to assume that she was killed on the 15th. Or before that. Like the day before or something like that. Because, I don't know wish I had the answers. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.